There we go, it's your boy DJ Noble. I'm here with the man Imperial underscore lion underscore gun and talk to them. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We back here at it. We are here at the Word Up Cafe. Word up. Now at the Word Up Cafe, you know, you is where you could, you know, take your long walks around the pub, you know. You could find a spot uh spot to spark conversation, you know what I'm saying? Verbal relation, stimulation, you know what I'm saying? Yo, my brother. Shit like that. 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 You know what I'm saying? I would have had the Jill Scott in the back, but you get what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the World of Cafe. Now, I'm joined here by the owner of the World Cafe. Can you introduce yourself? My name is Sharon J. Kennedy Frost. Wait. Sharon? J. Kennedy Frost. Well, God darn. All of that. All of that. That is a long name. Yes. I like the last name, though, Frost. Got that from my husband. Oh. And she's she's married, y'all, so watch yourself. Alright, so how did you come up with this concept for the Word of Cafe? Actually, I came up with the concept in a school. It started as a math lesson, a way to teach children math. One of my students reminds me that I gave them a loan, and I told them they had to earn a profit. So in, in addition to teaching them math, I taught them how, about how to be entrepreneurs. Um, they were the accountants, the managers, the waiters, the waitresses. We would um, operate the cafe in the school. We did it for 10 years. I used the, um, the money I earned, we earned from it, we used to buy instruments. And we produced a jazz band, BW Jazz Band. So, did that for 10 years in the school. You know, I was doing my business plan. I would have to go to other neighborhoods to go to their cafes. It inspired me to open one out in East New York. I felt like, you know. No, I'm, I'm loving this black entrepreneurship, especially you like being inspired by helping the kids. Please continue. Definitely. Um, I felt like they needed a place where they could vent verbally instead of violently. So I wanted to provide that space. Not only that, there's a lot of diabetes in the community I wanted to offer healthy food opportunities. And you can find that at the Word Up Cafe. Yes, we definitely have the 652 Word Up Salad. You know, we try to introduce and put those things in our community that will be beneficial to us. Um, our mission is to uplift our community with our skills and talents. Okay. Okay, so I'll give artists... So I meant to do it. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Yeah, so artists get a chance to display their work here. We have youth open mics, book signings, all kind of stuff to uplift the community health workshops. Now, I wanted to like touch on, because you said that you was, you was working with, hand in hand with the schools, right? So what school is that? Well, this started in PSIS 328. Where is that? I'm sorry if I'm in, not familiar. In the East, East New York. East New York. Phyllis Wheatley School. Um, Phyllis Wheatley was one of the first black poets, so that's why it became a poetry cafe and the oh. jazz is that I think people should learn about the music from the country where they're at. Most definitely. Most definitely. Hold on, can I put a shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. For real. Okay. Now and I gotta I just gotta just give you a shout out to what you're doing because it's hard 
to find somebody who really cares, mm-hmm. especially when you're really trying to just give back to something that you started. And I commend you for the progress that you have made for the World of Cafe. And I hope that it goes a really long way. It sees a lot more productivity and wish you a lot more success in business. Like, it's like to work with kids is like one of the greatest things ever because it's not easy. It's one of the hardest things too, though. Yeah. Because kids don't like to listen. Now, actually, the kids are fun. I, I enjoy working with the kids. I'd rather work with them than adults. Than adults? Honest, yes. Right. I enjoy the kids. That's my... My love, I love my people, and you know, they really are our future, so I want to be a part of helping to uplift them. Like recently, we were working with um, college students and high school students. That's dope. So we have one college student who works here with me from time to time. She goes to York College. I have another young lady who's here who goes to Pratt. Is it Pratt? No, I'm wrong. She'll get me for that one. She goes to Penn State. Mm. And um, there's a young girl who's graduating this year, and I let them meet up so they could kind of talk. Because a lot of times kids go to college and they're not prepared for what's going to happen. That's a fact. So uh, we're going to be having monthly meetings where the college students will be talking to high school students, trying to get them prepared so they don't fail. Yo, shout out to the Word of Cafe. Round of applause. And this is like the type of things that like you want to highlight on Shibuya because... Right now, a lot of people are capitalizing off of nonsense. Let's just say that. A lot of people are capitalizing off of um, lower intellect. Um, people with lower intellect doing, you know, making decisions that if they had better guidance, they wouldn't be making. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're watching these people like animals and capitalizing off their lives. And basically, you know, because they don't have the proper guidance. So... You know, you can, it's either two sides of that spectrum. You can either help the people that you know that, that needs the proper guidance and you can give them that little push or that little, you know, nudge to the right direction, or you can exploit them. But I see it here at the Word Up Cafe, there's definitely no exploitation going over here. It's nothing but uplifting. And shout out to the Word Up. So when you first started, because you said that you guys have been established for how long here in this New York? We've been here five years. Five years. So within that five-year period, because I know with the last two years of that were COVID. Right. So I know it must have been a real hard like setup to deal with to get all regulations and everything passed so that you could get set up properly. How, how was that? That was really rough. Um, I was doing it while I was working. And... Yeah. Um, Working was tough teaching. I've just retired from teaching this year. and um, How many years? 24 years. Hey. Can I get a round of four? 24 years teaching. That's Kobe right there, sure. <laughs> As you were, Miss Frost. And um, so it made it really rough. You couldn't have a lot of open mics and things like that because um, of all the uh, restrictions. And then now I'm dealing with a retirement salary versus another salary, so it's hard to back the business up. So, you know. America. <laughs> America. Yeah, we, so we're trying to make it. We're giving, we going all out this month, and hopefully Word Up will, st- Word Up will still be here. Now, when, now, you're in the business of, like, you're trying to, have like mixed with the poetry you have the i'm feeling like the jill scott soul eclection like feel going on over there right a little you know I, a I little really, sultry going on over there right sultry all of that 
You know, I feel like my spiritualism went up like 10 levels when I walked through this threshold. Now, do you feel like Brooklyn needs to kind of like adapt this wave? For real, for real, my vision is a worldwide mm. vision. You know, I expect Word Ups to be all over. We're working on Detroit, St. Louis, Chicago, Ooh, a lot of inner cities, even. You know, though, some, Africa, of those, some, some of those states that you're really recommending is they're not easy states to live in, especially living as a black person. Like, those is one of some of the roughest areas to be living in. And it's it somewhere has to be a start it definitely got to be a start somewhere to try to just especially if there's no cameras yeah it's definitely hard for a black person to live there i think we um dealing with a lot of anxiety from this COVID stuff so we really need a place to release ourselves mm -hmm. yeah. and you know word up cafe and places like this can offer that instead of going crazy come and just express yourself in a positive environment where people are feeling you and trying to help you help each other be better Cause like when my mom was um young, she she's from Brownsville, and she used to always like talk about in the 80s where they used to go to the park, and the DJ would have his makeshift equipment, and y'all would have the cables lined up and plugged into the somebody apartment, but the dragging the wire all the way to the park. But you know, besides people shooting up the park, it was a place where everybody could come, they could be, they could have fun, they could relax. Like and especially in the 80s, a lot of social injustice was going on. So especially like for black people to come together and just to get all of that off their shoulders and just forget about all of that and just be. And I feel like this is the kind of vibe you're like trying to, well, I think you are, you created at the Word of Cafe. Definitely. It definitely has to be a positive vibe. Something about uplifting our people, using our talents, our skills to do that, you know, and just helping each other. You know, we are our brother or sister's keeper. I believe that. So like in the 80s, we didn't we didn't have all these shootings like you have now. <laughs> oh, we did? Y'all did? Not like this, no. No? I mean, I'm sitting in my window at home one day, hoping I don't get shot through my window. How you know it was a yeah. firecracker? <laughs> <laughs> you could be sitting minding your business now in your house. No, You're not even safe in your house. Chilling in the train, minding your business. Yeah, so I hope to see um, word ups throughout the world and us running them and just helping to uplift our people. That's what it's about. Now, how did you link up with the Mars Vader? Hmm. I always like to take my kids on trips to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they used to have a restaurant in Midtown called Mars. Yeah. The Planet Mars. I like to take them on trips like that. Oh. Black and, Tap was like one of my favorite restaurants going in there for the, um, for the fancy milkshakes and wings. Mars, this is like being on the planet Mars. Okay. But no, um, how did I hook up with Mars? Hmm. He must have been passing through one of these open mics. <laughs> that's all, that's and, all and, I like about it. And, that's he, all and he has a good vibe. I, you know, I was feeling him. We talked. You know, I said, yeah, you could do an open mic once a month or once a week. And we tried that, bringing his Jersey people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it was a good vibe. Then COVID hit. Okay. You know, we had to like basically shut things down. It was like no mask, no immunization, only a certain amount of people. Like right now, I'm only open one day a week because it don't pay. One day a week, I'm you know I'm optimistic, hoping I can open up more days. But right now, I'm only open up Saturdays. 
So hopefully people start coming back since they're lifting some of the restrictions so we can have more open mics and diff different events. I'm trying to pivot and go in a different direction so and make some money and stay here. What, the, what direction would that be? I'm going to focus on events and rentals. Mm. I can't depend on the day-to-day -day coming into the cafe. Yeah, just Airbnb. Well, not for sleeping, you know what I mean, like rent out the space. Well, Airbnbs also, like, they have places for their people so I can, like, kind of partner with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's dope. Because yeah, somebody was going to do, um, pick up poetry, was going to do an event here and then the Airbnbs and then. Okay. Right. Yes, yeah, so I need to do rentals and um, have events. You heard it here first, guys. So if you're trying to get an event, come down on Pennsylvania Ave, Word Up Cafe, talk to Miss Frost. Also, um, vendors who want to pop up shop. Oh, shout out to the vendors, pop up. Yeah, so I'm looking into, um, since we open on Saturdays, they can pop up on Saturdays. I'm hoping to add Friday to May and add Thursdays to June if things work out. Financially, that'll happen. Okay. You know, summer is our month. We have backyard space, so outside space. So hopefully, people will feel free to come out. Definitely, I remember that's at Word Up underscore Cafe on Instagram. Now, Miss Force, I know like is you you reach a lot of like hurdles and challenges building such an establishment, correct? Like, you had to, right? Yes, I had to overcome a lot of hurdles. All right, so give me the most, give me, like, the craziest story, like, on the rise to building a word of cafe. Ooh. Well, let me just say this. Um, a part of it is um, educating your community on why they should support you. I have a brother who came in here who said, my cousin from Alabama told me to come to Word Up Cafe. But he's been living around here for five years. Why should somebody from Alabama have to tell him to come here? Okay. Mm. So when we're in our community, mm, we mm, need mm. to. Shit like that. Shit like that. Oh. Talk, Miss Froze. So in our communities, we have to walk around and know what's going on. And when we see establishments with people who look like us, we should try to support them. And supporting them, we're supporting ourselves facts you know it's funny it's funny that you say that right because when you leave the state of new york city like even people are much more hospitable than we may think but for some whatever reason like new york city and close city environment spaces like they always just said to to have a different setting they, they have a different attitude like they're more meaner, maybe in some situations. You mean here? Yeah. Because we I all like in New York, we all stuffed or piled up on top of each other. Yeah. If about you it. was to go to the South, like say Atlanta, everybody's hospitable as hell. It's fake though. Because they got. Space. I mean, <laughs> no, some, but they they'll speak to you, but some just people, don't. Some people fake with it. Right, and I and I feel like really we suffer with an inferiority complex, mm -hmm. and that's why you know when I was first started teaching out here. You know, it was known for violence and stuff. We got to just, like, uplift ourselves, learn our history, and just know that we are somebody. I even wrote a poem about that for kids. We got to believe we are somebody. The um, media has beat us down. There's so much um, belittling of black people. 
Oh, that's a fact. In books on the TV. We don't even realize that we even do it to ourselves. We we have to start believing in ourselves. So we have to learn about ourselves. And then we'll support ourselves more. I believe if we know better, we'll do better. Each one, teach one. I've been in situations, right? Because I'm noticing a shift in um, what's going down like with the black culture, especially our kids. So you have a certain percentage of parents, right, who get their kids out of the situation, right? They caught on, they get their kids to nicer neighborhoods, things of that nature, so now they're intermingling with other races. So then you have the white kids or the, the Chinese kids, and they run around saying the N-word, doing things of that nature, and then the kids are desensitized to it because they feel like they have to allow these this type of behavior to fit in. Um, that's a whole nother story. They might want to do the other door. Um, Especially that's deep, allowing that's deep. other, because like, we, like you said, we have to educate ourselves. about if you're not educating your kid about their culture, they're growing up just like, oh, black means um, power, watching power, and being like Tariq. And then now you having your little Chinese friends and your little white friends exploit your culture, and you think it's a joke. We definitely we have to learn our culture. You know, we have to know our history and teach our history uh, i know sometimes people take their children and put them in other schools where there's predominantly another culture i grew up in an area like that that was like 80 percent caucasian and i was never really called in school a nigger or anything but you can affect people without saying that for example when you only compliment the long-haired white-haired white girl but you don't say anything to me. I feel it. So maybe I want to be like her, teaching us to hate ourselves. It's, it's real deep. And um, I really think it's important. You should not put your kids in those kind of environments before the age of five, before they become comfortable with themselves. Yeah. You know, put them someplace where they, um, where people believe in them. For example, I've been to um, five different colleges, Kingsborough, Brooklyn College, Mega Evers, New York Institute of Technology. My best college was Mega Evers. Because mm. it was about me. Supporting people like me. They wanted to see me do better. So you need to think about that when you're sending your child to be educated somewhere. Because someone says it's better or Ivy League doesn't mean it's necessarily so. You know, we have to question things. Don't just take things as is. Because at Mega Evans, they have, like, a strong African-American studies program, correct? Yes. Yeah, but you wouldn't get that, per se, if you was going to Maryland or something, correct? Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a school in Maryland, hopefully, <laughs> uh, HB historically back. But they're going to tell you the textbook, or they're going to tell you from a... Because I just feel like most of the professors at um, Mega Evans, they really take this, their Afro Afrocentrism seriously. I feel like you... You go out to those Ivy Leagues, it's like, why don't you learn something about Marcus Garvey and teach it to them and we'll pay you to do it? Yeah. Mm. I, I was in Mega Evers when um, oh, Betty Shabazz was Alvin. there. Sorry. Betty Shabazz. I mean, there were people of all nationalities, but they were about you doing better. Mm -hmm. There's, like they had a vested interest in you doing better. So, now, what do you, how do you feel about um, the evolution of liberalism? Um, Liberalism. 
You gotta break that down to me. Alright, so I was watching a movie called Trick Baby, right? Tripping? Trick Baby. So it's about this um, Caucasian man. Well, he wasn't Caucasian; he was just really light skinned, right? But everybody perceived him to be white. So he sat down at a table, and this is back in like the '70s. So he's using his privilege to sit and with Caucasian people. So he's dating a white girl. They're sitting around now. The white girl, I guess, her father's a doctor, so he's friends with the Lord, um, the the DA, the chief of police, the mayor, everything. He's sitting down at dinner. So they said something in effect where. It's like, this is what we're going to do with black people. We're going to have them, we're going to bring them in, we're going to teach them, you know, our ways. We're going to make them feel like they're one of us. And once they realize that, you know what I'm saying, we want some bullshit, it's too late. Because now you're already flipped, you Uncle Tom. And now when you go back to your natural habitat, they're looking at you like you smell different, you not like us. And that's how we keep him in. Now that's that's what they're saying was the, the true goal of liberalism. Mm. Um, that's why it's really important for intergenerational conversation. Don't let them tell you old people don't know stuff. Keep those oral stories going. Keep teaching um you gotta listen to those facts. You know, my mother I watched Roots when I was growing up. And we talked about that stuff. But, um, and even before then, you know, they make you feel like your history just started during slavery in America. They need to teach you about how you was kings and queens and how they stole your stuff from Africa. Man, Samosa. Absolutely. There's just so much that we don't know. It's important to know your history. Um, I applaud the Jews for, you know, always teaching their history. We have to do it. At um, the church I belong to. St. Paul's, we do um, the Maafa, mm. which um. Can you educate year. me? The Maafa is um, the way out. They do the way out is back through, but you learn your history, and they reenact it every year in September. That's real important. Oh. Real important, cause so many young people don't know. They really don't. And then you get hoodwinked and bamboozled, cause you don't know, and they're playing the same tricks over and over and over again. You're falling for it, cause nobody's telling you, but. We need that intergenerational conversation. We really respect each other. Yeah, I didn't really think about it like that. But what was the um? What was this, the 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 sh- we call it again? Maafa. The maafa. Yeah, we need more maafas. Yes, they do it regularly every year, and then there's some other cities that are doing it as well. But at St. Paul's, it's deep. But a lot of people would like argue that our maafas would be what us on a plantation. No, it starts time. in Africa. Why well, gotta be like that? <laughs> it, it starts in Africa where we were kings and queens. Queens, let's start like this. So let's That's see where y'all. it starts and it goes to the present day. It's, it's deep. So right, you don't so forget. You, you definitely gotta let us know when you're hosting your next mile for. Well, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Right, so. When you come to the Word of Cafe, right? What's the best thing to order? Because you guys, I'm smelling, I'm smelling the kitchen. It smells kind of good up in here. <laughs> I've been trying to. I've been doing my thing with the soups. Mm. You know, I try to increase the vegan options. You know, so we can be a little healthier. So I do a red lentil with smoked turkey, and I do a vegan red lentil. You you really down with the Jewish? <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> yeah, but it tastes good. Um, they like the tuna melts. 
The chicken salad, lettuce, tomato, black bean burgers. Black bean burgers. Black bean burger. Now, do you did you come up with the menu yourself? Yes. We already know the inspiration. We're trying to bring health back into the community. Yeah, I got to get them in the door, though. You know, I got to give them that red velvet cake and uh, coconut pineapple. But I make sure they get some vegetables also. Um, for those who like Impossible Burgers or Beyond Burgers, we do that. We do wraps. We do veggie wraps. You keep naming stuff, man. And smoothies. Oh. Get that fruit. This lady, getting, yo, this girl's getting me hungry, man. We got the pineapple pick me up. I have pineapple coconut. That's what I want. Oh okay. my god. Yeah, we about, uh, we about to, I'm about to go donate right now. But like to definitely give an arm um, shout out for Miss Frost for coming out today and allowing us to interview her for the Word at Cafe. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. And I hope to see y'all more often. No, we definitely trying to pop up here. I like the feel. And I definitely like what you're doing. Thank you. And come to the Word of Cafe, I'm going to slap the crap out you. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for your time. All right.